On October 15th, 1960, one of Cameroon's last barriers protecting them from a neo-colonial and oppressive system was eliminated. It's not an it, but it's a he, and his name was Felix Roland Mumi, one of the most influential Cameroonian nationalists that fought against the French colonial system alongside Um Nyobe. We're going to be focusing today on the assassination of Felix Mumi and how his killer got away with everything without ever seeing jail time or even a public trial. Just like Steve Biko, just like Samora Michelle, just like Thomas Sankara, just like Patrice Lumumba, just like Malcolm X, just like Martin Luther King, just like Fred Hampton, they all had a choice. Lead or liberty. Combatant de l'indépendance, aujourd'hui victorieux. Je vous salue au nom du gouvernement congolais. À vous tous, mes amis, qui avez lutté sans relâche à nos côtés. And by the colonial powers of Europe having complete control over Africa, they projected the image of Africa negatively. They projected Africa always in a negative light. Jungles, savages, cannibals, nothing civilized. Africa is rich and not poor. As the great world that has been taken out of our continent over five centuries of despoliation and extortion, very well put. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to Lead or Liberty. This is the second episode of this season. And my name is Adnan Shafi. I'm going to be your host. For those who don't know about Lead or Liberty, this series is focusing on the worrying number of African leaders and black activists around the world that have been assassinated because of their involvement with black activism and being anti-imperialist, essentially. So we'd like to welcome you to this episode. Let's get right into it. Let's take you back to the 15th of October, 1960 where Felix Mumi patiently waits in Geneva at a restaurant for what he believes to be a journalist. Little did he know that this so-called journalist was one of the last people that he would speak to in his waking life. The journalist's name, William Bechtel, his true profession, an assassin for the French government. And he, under instructions from the French government, had concocted a plan to assassinate Felix Mumi. As they talked over lunch, he snuck thallium into his food. Soon after, Mumi would have developed the symptoms of thallium poisoning and he would have soon died. So why did the French government go to such lengths to get rid of Felix Roland Mumi? And not just him, but his predecessor, Omnyobe, whose location was compromised by what may have been other elements within the UPC party, and shortly after they captured him, they decided to, and I quote, liquidate him. Before we can get to know these answers, we need to take you back to 1948, to the roots of the UPC party, and why the French hated them so much. The UPC was formed in 1948 and was against French imperialism, and it also joined a larger group of other anti-imperialist agencies that were all formed into a big conglomerate called the RDA. And this was working specifically with Francophone countries to try and get them independence. 
and just aside from a specific study that I'll be using a lot in um, in this podcast, and I'll link it in the description below. Uh, on page 432, we see that this group actually met a lot of resistance from the French colonial government. It met physical intimidation, unwarranted searches and seizures, harassing arrests, and the party was subject to the massive falsification of elections, which occurred uh, later on in that decade. Eventually, there was a massive military and police offensive uh, cracking down on the UPC in 1955. And this was headed by a man named Roland Pré, and he was from the French government as well. And eventually, in uh, 1955, on the 22nd of May, um, and also on the 13th of July, later on, the UPC was actually banned as a party. And on the 22nd of May specifically, there was a bit of a clash between the police and the UPC members. They went into one of their meetings, they forcefully dispersed them, and some of them were even just taken out of the meeting and eventually killed. With now the UPC out of the political picture, and they've now been forced to go underground, uh, what essentially happened was in 1956, the French were holding a French National Assembly election, and obviously different regions could elect their own leaders. And now the French saw this as an opportunity to be able to uh, elect their own form of Kuhn into parliament. And his name was André-Marie Mbida. He said so many different controversial things and was very pro-French. And in fact, once even said that he would prefer if Cameroon took another 10 years to get ready for independence. So you can see that he was not one of those people who had a, a true appetite for independence of Cameroon. It was around this point in time that the UPC reluctantly resorted to attacking non-UPC members. So for example, there was the assassination of two non-UPC candidates uh, in the election, and they had also burned the houses belonging to non-UPC opponents that were showing any form of solidarity with the French government or the French colonial government to be more specific. Although it's important to note over here that Um Nyobe was very anti-bloodshed and even when the rebellion, a full-on insurrection resulted much later in that decade, um, he undertook that course of action with a high level of reluctance. Over the course of the next few years, the UPC would be working underground and Um Nyobe occasionally would be sending letters to the French colonial administration and the local government who had the coon at its head uh, to essentially tell them that they had demanded independence and they had wanted the trusteeship of the French over Cameroon to be fully liquidated. Now again, um, they did resume guerrilla activities after this because the government had denied all of their different requests and eventually Umnyobe reached out to the UN and told them this on page 45, uh, 445 of the journal that I'll list um, written about Umnyobe and the, the revolution in Cameroon. Uh, he actually said it in the declaration to the UN that patriots who only demand the loyal application of your charter, speaking to the UN, are massacred and tortured. And that was their justification as well for saying that their government was torturing them, they needed to defend themselves and they needed to overthrow that government, which was repressive. And just perhaps to, to illustrate how repressive this government, by the way, led by an African, if I may add, um, how repressive it actually was. The French were considering, the French National Assembly, sorry, were considering a general amnesty of the UPC because they had now gone fully underground. But Mbida actually convinced the French National Assembly to re reduce this uh, sort of amnesty 
to being uh, from general amnesty to become just individual individual amnesty. So if there were any individuals that they felt like they wanted to pardon, the government could. What this essentially meant is that the UPC as an organization was still a target for the French and also for uh, the, the Kuhn government that was in place. But at the same time, if there was anyone that wanted to defect from the UPC that they could use, they could pardon them as an incentive to speak out against the UPC, which I think played a role in actually the, the murder of Umnyobio that we'll speak about just in a moment. And here is probably the, the, the key part of the story because uh, Felix Roland Mumi would eventually take the, the reins of the party after Umnyobe was captured in 1958 and killed by the French colonial forces. Uh, or the government is not yet confirmed, uh, but it is it's actually said that there's some in quotes elements within the party that uh, ratted out his position, and uh, the government was able to capture him and eventually put him to death. And just to illustrate to you how insanely effective these assassinations were, uh, on page four hundred and forty-seven of of the article that I'll, I'll list. It actually mentions that 3,000 uh, guerrilla fighters in the Sanaga Maritime area laid down their weapons. And this is essentially people were giving up on, on, the, on the revolution because one of the main leaders had died. So now Felix Roland Mumi had obviously, after this, decided to go to Geneva. But in 1959, and this is again why I'm saying that the UN has, we've, we've already seen the role that they played in Patrice Lumumba's death. Now look at the role they played in empowering a colonial government, a neo-colonial government to come into power in Cameroon. In uh, 1959, the UN decided to relinquish the trusteeship of France over the Cameroon, but without new elections. That's the key part. So the French could essentially choose their own leader who was eventually to make the Cameroon into, I mean, both of the Cameroons, into a police state. And his name was Ahmadou Ahidjio. And he was, I'd say, a bigger coon than the other who actually fell from power. And the, the French decided to input Ahmadou into power. And he was actually in charge of the Cameroons at the moment uh, when Felix Roland Mumi was killed. So not only that, the UPC had now gotten part of what it wanted, which was independence. But now you had a group, or at least the French, as well as now the government that was supporting them, a neo-colonial government that is trying to get rid of them. So the UPC obviously wanted to cut all ties with the French, and they decided to continue rebelling against this leader. And now Félix Roland Mumi is obviously one of the leaders of the party at this moment. And this is why it was so key, the French felt, to, to get rid of him, because with him, especially because he was more radical than Umnyobe, some have even said, um, without him, the party would just fall apart. And even still, it's, it's, it's estimated here in another study uh, by Victoria Britain called Assassination Against Liberation. Um, she mentions on page 65 that there's an estimated 10,000 fighters that they had in Cameroon who are willing to, to fight against this neo-colonial government that was still extremely repressive uh, against uh, a lot of the, the different people who are actually for Cameroonian independence without any strings attached. So Felix Roland Mumi had significant a significant role to play in the party if they decided to continue rebelling against Ahmadou. It was for this reason on the 15th of October 1960, as we've listed before, Felix Roland Mumi was eliminated as part of the French neo-colonial scheme to be able to 
have them retain their economic interests and protect their economic interests in Cameroon through a neo-colonial puppet that they planted in the country. And Victoria Britton, in an article that I was mentioning earlier, Assassination Against Liberation, on page 66 and 65, uh, she talks about this. And she mentions that the killer, William Bechtel, was arrested in Belgium but was obviously released. And this is probably because France and Belgium uh, most likely had some alliance, or at least they had shared interests, obviously. And 30 years later, Jacques Foucault, uh, the French president's security advisor on Africa, and I'm quoting now verbatim, admitted France's responsibility in an interview with Pierre Payen. And again, this is for me just purely shocking, the fact that a security advisor can just come out. I mean, it's good that he did admit it, but what is that going to yield for the continent? How is that going to uh, essentially now, like, what's next? That's my question. What is next? When all of these journals come out and when all of these investigations are done years later and we find out what we had known from the beginning, what else is going to be there for Africans? If you're, if you're a leader that's anti-imperialist, you're essentially a target. And I mean, surely, I mean, we can even just see this in the modern day with different leaders being taken out if they think that you're a big enough of a, big enough of a threat, essentially. So this is one, one thing we need to learn about Western hegemony as Africans, is that if you're someone that's going against them, you will be a target. And a lot of the times, as we can see, these Europeans most definitely do not miss. And Richard A. Joseph, while writing during his time in uh, the journal article that I was mentioning that I, I was relying on for my previous information about the political crisis in Cameroon, he mentions on the last page that the post-war generation of national leaders in Cameroon are now dead permanently exiled or have been obliged to abandon politics abandon politics and be in quotes integrated into the new order so this is exactly what Ahmadou Ahidjio actually did for Cameroon and I think that there's a lot of reflection that we can actually do as Africans to see that this is no longer a conspiracy this has happened time and time again we've seen it with Lumumba and if you haven't listened to that episode I highly recommend that you do and again this whole myth of the UN being innocent and peacemaking, they played active roles, as we can see, in enabling neo-colonialist powers to take over African countries. And in some cases, like in the case of Lumumba, they played an active role in ensuring that Lumumba would be killed. So once again, thank you so, so much, everyone, uh, for listening to this episode. I really hope that you enjoyed it. Uh, the next episode, we're going to be focusing on the death of Thomas Sankara. Um, and we will be talking about how his friend and comrade was actually instrumental in ensuring that he was killed. And we'll look at the relationship that he had with the French as well. And it's quite sad. It's quite sad to actually see that a lot of these assassinations tend to be happening within former French colonies. And this is, again, something we'll look into throughout the series so once again thank you so much we're going to be discussing all the different assassinations of also diaspora leaders like malcolm x mlk fred hampton um, and we're going to be looking at their assassinations and what caused those specific assassinations but thank you so much i hope you enjoyed have a wonderful week ahead <laughs>